I spent a lot of time on this question because I was kind of wondering, like, can you build a biblical case that the man has to work and the woman should stay home with the kids? Second one is really interesting because this actually happened to someone that I know. Um, when I got married, uh, I had my own business making money. My husband had a degree, very, very smart. After we got married, he refuses to work. Okay, he's a Christian. He, you know, reads his Bible. He does all those kind of things. He wants to stay home, take care of the kids. Um, and all the while, it's like, no, you need to go and support me. And she's like, I, I don't think that's what a Christian man's supposed to do. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't really think so either. But yeah. Um, so I, I, I did some. I spent a lot of time on this question because I was <laughs> kind of wondering, like, can you build a biblical case that the man has to work and the woman should stay home with the kids? And see, this is Mike Winger for you. Okay, I just. <laughs> Here's some of the... You probably spent 300 hours on this. <laughs> I'll just breeze through some of the finer points of the topic, right? So um, husbands did typically become the, the major financial providers for the home in some ways, in, throughout Scripture, but I should say throughout time. Like this was you know, consistent in, in scriptural times as well as probably pagan countries too. That's just the nature of things. Um, Genesis 3, some people say, this is proof that a man should do the work and the woman should stay home, is that the, the curse to Adam is related to working the ground, right? The, the thorns and all this stuff, your labor, your sweat of your brow and all that. And the curse towards Eve is related to childbearing and marriage. Um, I, I find that soft evidence, but a little bit sketchy because it's as though marriage then is a bigger role for a woman than a man. The husband doesn't have a specific curse related to marriage, so it, I don't know that that's the purpose of the curse here. It may just be that Adam uh, is a greater representative of mankind, which affects all of the earth, which is, if you've been following my Women in Ministry series, which is my understanding of that passage. First Timothy 5.8 does say this. This is another piece of evidence people will bring for that. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever, which I take to be true, but if you read the passage in context, and I'll spare you the, the whole Bible study because I don't have time, but this is actually both gender. This passage, it says him, but sometimes he refers to men and women in the Bible, and this is one of those situations. So if you read the passage, it's talking about a widow and all of those who might take care of her before she appeals to the church for aid. And so it's really, it really goes both ways, this particular thing. Um, so I don't take that as giving men that role. Um, in Titus 2.5, it says that wives should, quote, work at home. So then people say, well, there you go. There's, you're a homemaker versus having a job outside the home. But I don't think that means not outside the home. I think it means, you know, everybody in this room, husbands, you have a role in the home. Wives, you have a role in the home to participate. You shouldn't abandon that. You should make sure you're taking care of that. Even if you have a job outside the home, you don't just clock out of life whenever you're not at work. You know, you're still active in the home. So, take, so again, what I'm just saying is the biblical commands here seem a little thin. It just doesn't seem as though we're given this policy, husband work, wife stay at home, even though that does seem more typical. Add to this that in ancient times, it was often the husband and wife that both worked. This idea of uh, one, one family income is more of a, more of a like, po from my understanding, post-industrial revolution idea, because then you actually had this time where for a season, one family, one income could take care of the family. We've never lived that life. We're one income. I don't know. We live in California. I don't know where you guys all live. <laughs> in LA County, right? Gas is just, it's, you just, you should walk at this point. <laughs> um, so that's challenging. We, we also see things like Priscilla and Aquila. They both labored making tents together, scripture says. So are we thinking like Priscilla, you're really blowing it. You should have just worked at home. Right. I mean, probably half their tent making all was sitting at their house making tents anyway. So how do we answer these questions? My, my thought is this. 
It's complicated on purpose because these one-size-fits-all answers don't work for every household. They just don't work, and so we should have wisdom instead. So I'm going to back up and go towards wisdom, right? Um, there was other, by the way, Proverbs 31, this woman, she worked at home and had her own business. She bought a field, made a profit, sold it. She's doing real estate and um, all this kind of stuff. So women can work, but your work ideally shouldn't stop you from participating in your home responsibilities to take care of the house and stuff like that as far as like the, the kids and things like that. Uh, in the ancient world, they would consider this fine if you just had enough money to hire servants to take care of your home responsibilities. That was their general perspective there. So that's something to shoot for. Just give some service to take care of all this. <laughs> um, also, husbands are not like off the hook for taking care of kids either. And so scripture says, uh, Ephesians 6, 4, fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but make sure your wives bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. No, it's like, <laughs> You, fathers, you're bringing them up. You're, you're raising your kids. You're not just an absentee dad who just works and then sits on the couch the rest of the time or goes off and plays pool or something. Proverbs is also, the book of Proverbs is primarily a father's instruction to his son. This is about raising his son in, in wisdom and godliness. Now, it's not entirely. We have like a chapter that's uh, the sayings of, of a woman in, in Proverbs, not just 31, but earlier on, right? The, these are the sayings that, that she told her son and then they wrote them down. Um, so the question is not, in this situation, whether you should work or not, but here's the question I would ask for wisdom. Is your husband making a mistake in your scenario by insisting on you, on him staying home and you doing all the money making? Is he making a mistake? So is he good at staying home? Is he doing, being a, he's, he's like Mr. Mom, he's a good dad. He stays home well, he takes care of the kids really well. Okay, that, that's a check, box, check mark in the positive column for that. Um, is he lazy? Staying home is just easy. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I got like about two hours of stuff I got to do each day and the rest of the time I can just kind of like do whatever I want. I'm just watching Mike Winger videos online. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so if he just hangs out, that's like in the negative column. Is he, is, and here's another question as a husband, he should ask this, is me staying home, is that helpful for my wife? Because it might be hard for her. She's exasperated. She may be overworked. It might be that she's really missing this opportunity to raise the kids, bring her benefit to the children, that kind of thing. So if it's bad for her, I should rethink these things. Um, if there's a sacrifice, here's a, a general principle that I get from Ephesians 5. If there's a sacrifice in the home to be made, and we don't know if it's the wife or husband who's going to make that sacrifice, it's the husband. That's a good principle, right? It, it has to do with, yeah, wives are told to submit, husbands are told to self-sacrificially love. That is an unbalanced equation, so let's leave it that way. Right? If there's a sacrifice to be made, if someone has to suffer, I pick me every time, or at least I should. <laughs> so I try to do this when we have debates over how hot the room should be. <laughs> I try to pick me, if, if at all possible, to suffer in that case. Um, so yeah, the, now can you insist? Can a wife insist? You know, you know, husband, you just need to work. I'm not going to sit here and just keep doing all this work. She's doing her own business. This could be long hours. This could be 50, 60 hours a week because running your own business is chaos like that. Um, if things are particularly bad, yes. Are they that bad? I don't know. Um, if the kids are being neglected and untrained, if the home is, is, is unhealthy and for the health and safety of the home, I think she, could, she can insist. But the wife has to submit in all things. They're like, well, I think she has to submit, but I think that there are exceptions. Um, we just have to be careful about how we, work, how we go about applying those. So I would advise her and him to get godly counsel and talk lovingly and opening, openly with each other about these issues and seek, this is important because this is obviously a conversation that you, you know, I'll talk to the couple here that you've had many times. 
So seek new ways to have the conversation with new levels of understanding. That's sometimes why it's good to bring in somebody else. Uh, awkward, difficult, but it can be helpful. Maybe start by asking your spouse, whoever's most resistant to bringing in some counsel, who would you feel comfortable with getting counsel on this stuff? And that can, uh, that can help. So those are at least my thoughts for whatever they're worth.